Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the Chair Shop Podcast. It is I, Townie Boy, uh, and the, the sweet, sweet sound of my voice uh, will indicate that yet again we're not joined by our dear friend Barry Murphy. Um, I am joined by my good friend Paul Griffin, however. Hello Joe. Hi Paul. Hi Paul. Um, so Paul, where, where is Barry tonight? Do you know? Barry is with, hanging out with his buddy El Chapo tonight. Chapo, um, not the drug dealer. I thought it was a drug dealer. No, 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 no. It's not. It's a different thing. Oh, right. He's at an event called uh, Chapo Trap House. Is it like at the, EDM At the Liberty music? Hall in Dublin. Is it what? Oh, not EDM. Tra- trap is like that rap music that... Oh, yeah. Where they... Yeah. Is it just that? It's like a... Well, apparently not. Paul, I'm just reading here. <clears throat> Chapo Trap House is a collective of leftist writers, artists, and satirists that began as a political comedy podcast in March 2016. Right. Um, so we've been out for 10 years, so I've only been out for three, so mm. not really as good as us. Um, their bi weekly show has been covered everywhere from the New Yorker to Vice to Paste Magazine, which calls its creators the vulgar, brilliant demigods of the new progressive left. Well, we've been covered by. The, um, Wikipedia forum. Yeah, there was that one time Barry wrote a blog and people called it sexist. We got got a bit of hits off that. Got a bit of heat. You had a Twitter blocked the other week. That was big news. Yeah. Um, it says here as well. It's a mix of absurdist comedy and freewheeling commentary. With everything from skewering political and media figures to roasting bad movies and books. Oh, well, hang on a second now. Are you describing our podcast? Or? Well, this is what I'm wondering, Paul. Mm. Because this is sounding very, very familiar. So, uh, what, what you're telling me is, he's paid money for an experience that he would get for free were he yeah. here. Yeah, he's paid €25 Euro <sighs> for that and travelled all the way up to Dublin. Mm. When he could have sat at home in his pants with his headset on and uh, listened to us talk about putting sausages through letterboxes <laughs> as, a pa- as a parody of contemporary uh, podcast advertising. But no. It's funny because I saw, I saw your tweet that talking about last week's show. That's it start, yeah. started with well, it wasn't a tweet. Maybe it was in our, our our little chat. I don't remember where something like uh, yeah, ten minutes of sausage talk or something. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea what that was in reference to. Completely went out of my head. <laughs> I remember we did the the ad reads for like um, the boner pills boner. and um, Irish whip wrestling. Oh yeah, no memory of talking about sausages at any point. The vinegary sausages. You remember that? No. <clears throat> I, yeah. You at them. I'm sure it was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Um, anyway, so this is like one of those, you know, I listen to quite a few podcasts, Joe. I'm sure you do yeah. as well. Yeah. And sometimes you get weeks where one of the hosts ain't on it. And you go, hmm, that changes the dynamic a little bit. That keeps it a bit interesting. 
Um, sometimes you don't want to hear the same fucking boring voices every week, do you? And, uh, yeah, I think we had quite a good one last week. We had quite a bit of fun. I think we're going to do the same this week. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Well, one thing thing that we don't get covered uh, by the New York Post about is our ongoing good health, Joe. So, how are you this week? Um... Not great. Went to the dentist on Wednesday afternoon. Right. Uh, I mentioned my trip to the dentist a few weeks ago. Finally Uh had an appointment. Um, Had two fillings done. Um, Problem was, I kept, once she kind of injected me and like drilled out the the hole or whatever, I kept, the tooth kept bleeding. Right. And obviously they can't do the filling while you've got blood in your tooth. It has to be completely kind of dry and clean. Yeah. So it was, it was like a bit touch and go. But ultimately, we got them done in the end. We got them done in the end. Right. Um, the only other problem was I'd had a bit of a sore gum that week. So to the old dentist, uh, could you have a look at me gum while I'm here? She went, go on then. Um, <laughs> like it was a dare. Yeah. Uh, why not? A uh, little bit of an infection on the old gum. Oh, no. So that was another problem. Bit so of, she Bit of gingivitis? She, I d- yeah, yeah, something like I think, you know, you can get a little something seed or something stuck in your gum. Right, yeah, a bit of popcorn. Something like that. It wasn't too painful, but just when I was brushing, it hurt. Mm. But anyway, she said, I won't give you antibiotics. For now, just have a good old rinse with salt water as often as you can. Right. And um, see how it goes for the next few days. Mm. So I've been doing that. I think it's actually feeling better now. I I keep rinsing, but um, I think I might get away with it, so... Yeah, not in ideal health this week. How about yourself, Paul? Oh, I've been sick. Bloody hell. Sick again. Um, yeah, so I was off the Monday bank holiday, because bank holiday over here on Monday of last week, in work on Tuesday, and on the Tuesday, um, my nose is just running uncontrollably, and I'm getting a very raw, sore throat. Oh, Paul. And I say to me, boss, I say, look, I don't want to jinx anything here. Turns out, turns out I did in the end. Uh, but I think I might be getting sick. Mm. Um, and then all the mucus from the nose bit went mm. down the throat bit into the chest bit. And uh, I don't know which day was the worst. Probably Thursday was, was the worst of it. Like I was sick Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Off work, doc, went to the doctor, got you know, antibiotics, steroids, make me all muesli. Um, doctor's note saying this that can't work sick and that although the doctor wrote on it and I as a team leader myself I sometimes get given sick notes and I never understand the sick notes like this uh, let me just reach over and grab it here it says uh, bu- 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 uh, regarding Paul Griffin address <laughs> date he d- didn't write a date for whatever reason he says to whom it may concern this to certify that Paul in my opinion is slash was fit slash unfit for work from 5th of the 6th, 19, until 7th of the 6th, 19, inclusive, due to medical illness. Now, he could have wrote chest infection. I don't know why. Like Medical I've, illness. I've been given, um, I once Great saw happen. acute illness written on a doctor's uh, note. Is there a non-medical illness? Or is that? Yeah, that's my point. Is I know what I had. Why he wrote a real vague description? Because now when I give that in, they're going to look at me going... Looks like you wrote it. Medical illness. The fuck is that? Yeah. 
Dear work, Paul could not go, was sick. <laughs> he real sick. <laughs> Please Mr. send Kearns. home now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's where I've kind of been. And then I'm still, although not as bad as I was, I'm still a little bit sick today. But the sickness led up, of course, to uh, the Metallica concert at Slane Castle. Uh, yeah. yesterday which i did attend because ho ho i already spent a lot of money on that little cough ain't gonna keep me uh, away a little coffin uh Alistair black pops out <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah so essentially in the lead up to the concert I, i've spent the the three days just like hardly being able to breathe coughing up phlegm constantly um in fact oh, here's a little bonus life go for you we were in Dublin um, picking up some stuff for one of Natty's friends' birthdays. Birthday. Next year's birthday, we're picking up today. Um, and we, we were walking by some, you know, mm. kids working for Amnesty International or whoever. And, you know, hey, do you have a second? You know, blah, 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 blah. I'll chirp you and want to talk to you. This, the, the exact second that someone kind of approaches like that, I, I hocked up a huge phlegm ball just coincidentally. That sounds very metal, to be fair. I said, sorry, I'm after coughing up a big bit of phlegm. You're going to have to excuse me. And I went over and spat it into a bin. Into a man's face. Uh, no. <laughs> Although I wish, we get on to that at the Metallica concert, <laughs> I wish I had kept that phlegm bottle. There's a big face. lovely face waiting for some lovely phlegm to land on it. Oh, dear. Um, but then, uh, we were standing right by Dublin's uh, Spire, one of the big landmarks of Dublin Sea. And uh, as if being sick wasn't enough, Joe, a, a bird shat on my head. Um, I thought it was like a drop of water first. So, of course, I, I, I reached up with my hand and, ooh, came away with not water, but white and orange shit. And I, I exclaimed, a bird just shit on me. <laughs> 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 to whom just in general no, I was with Matthew and to, to Metallica <laughs> yeah birch in my head now um, so she Natty ran into the pharmacy and got some baby wipes for me to clean the shit off my head so that was quite embarrassing because um, it's never happened to me before like I've been shit on right um, <laughs> without getting too kinky here um I've had a I, like I've been like a bird shit on my shoulder before. You know, I get on your jacket, you go, oh, for yeah. sake. I've never had one perfectly on the top of my head. On the old bones. Right on the top of the head. Um oh, it was so gross. It was so disgusting. So of course as soon as I got in, had a shower in there. But um so ticking the boxes. Oh, yeah. Sick bothered by charity workers and a bird shit in my head. I like that you clarified you got had a shower as soon as you got in. Like, yes, <laughs> I sat on. there all day. Just it's a, ah, leave it to somewhere. Right. This is just the style now. Ah, it's been on there hey, I'm just trying something out here. I'm just trying it out. Dude, shit on the head. <laughs> Who knows? It's the new craze. Um, so that happened. Went to Metallica then uh, yesterday, and that was a that was a very good show. I will say though. I won't spend too much time on it, but um, I think now, like, Slane Castle is one of the big Irish venues, mm. along with, you know, Malahide Castle, Marley Park. I guess it's the closest we would have outside of, like, Phoenix Park, obviously, but you don't typically have many concerts playing Phoenix Park these days, except the Pope or whoever. Um, 
but I guess that would be like our closest equivalent, something like Hyde Park, right? Okay. Uh, difference is the Stained Castle is like an hour out of the way. Ooh. Um, it's not in Dublin. It's about an hour north of Dublin, near Gerada. It's in Wexford, is it? Uh, it is in County Meath, I believe. Now, Wexford is south from Dublin. Meath is oh, north. I just Googled it and it said it, I think. Um, but it's a lovely venue. Big castle overlooking, as the name, overlooks the, the field where the, the band's playing that. And um, so we had organized in advance like bus tickets that would take us from city center Dublin directly to Slane and then back afterwards. So that was all sorted. That was all fine. Uh, only problem was, like I said, the bus took about an hour and then from where the bus dropped you off was like another 30, 45 minute walk into the venue. Um, Hey, that wasn't even the bad part. The bad part was getting the fuck out of the place afterwards, which took Uh, about an hour and a half to walk out and then uh, an hour bus trip home. Um, so although I, I like, I really, I really liked, um, as I say, the venue, I thought it was cracking looking the, the, the castle being there and the way it's laid out. It's, it's really, really great. Um, I'm happy I've done it. I don't think I'll ever go to Slane Castle again. It's too much of a pain in the hole, uh, to get to. And, uh, you know, the day was so long. So we, we got the bus at about one o'clock. Mm. and um or maybe no 12 we had 12 o'clock and that we arrived then pretty much as the doors opened at like two o'clock right so we went in and smuggled in my antibiotics in my wallet hello Um, they didn't find that on me um went in you know got a little bit of drinks a bit of food and we were we were in the golden circle uh, what that means is we paid extra money to be in like the the pit at the front, right beside the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than sitting at the back of seventy five thousand people, might as well go to the front. Um, mm. So we went in there, and we were. It was great because this was like Saint Castle, I believe, is somewhere somewhere in the range of like seventy five thousand people. Um, I'll just double check that now. So it's uh, something in that. In that range. So we were like, I don't know, 10 meters from the stage? Yeah. Something like that. With 75,000 people there. That's not too bad. Um, as I said, saw Barry. I saw Barry pretty much right after we arrived. Um, he was walking over to uh, the bar, I believe. And we were standing by this place that sold like hats and sunglasses and whatever. And I saw him. I know it was, I know it was you, Barry. I saw you with your black t-shirt on. And, but then he was gone. <laughs> uh, he was, he was gone around the corner already. You know, There's so many people there that you're not going to find them again. Although I, I did then bump into one of my friends, um, Steve and Don. Shout out to Steve. Uh, who, who I've never called Steve in my life. I don't know. You're Steve now, Steven. Um, who I bumped into twice, funnily enough. Um, with, as I said, 75,000 people there. Um, so that was nice. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so there's five bands playing, which I've I've never been to a concert that had so many yeah. bands because it's not a festival, it's just a one day concert. You had uh, a band called Fang Club. Oh, so my review of Fang Club is fangs but no fangs. <laughs> um, they sounded like you know, they sounded a bit like Nirvana. Now I'm a big Nirvana right. guy, right? 
but there's a there's a subtle difference between sounding inspired by Nirvana and sounding like a poor man's uh, rip off version. Yeah, and they definitely fell into that category for me. Nirvana, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so they were they weren't particularly good. Um, the second group were called Bo Bokassa. They were like a Norwegian uh, group. By selector. And they were quite good. I actually quite like Bokassa. Um, they were a lot heavier. Um, very fast, very intense, but like yeah. much, much better like crowd interaction than the previous band that I had. Um, third group was uh, Stiff Little Fingers, which is a Northern Irish uh, group who have that like one song that you probably know. Uh, uh, suspect device. Um, they were all right. They weren't my kind of thing. And then the main events, of course, uh, were Ghosts, which are like probably my favorite band at the moment, and the Metallica Boys. Um, Ghosts were great. Ghosts were really excellent, and it was great seeing them uh, up so close. Uh, they obviously played a, a shorter set because they were uh, su- supporting. Uh, Metallica, so they probably I don't know, played about ten songs, but uh, really translate well to live. They they have nine people on stage playing like keys and guitars and everything, so it has a great full sound and uh, yeah, really really great. Um, and then Metallica played, and Metallica were very good. Um, <laughs> one thing that happened though is as you know, oh, right up until the Ghost. So for the first four bands, let's say. We were originally like sitting down, but as more and more people came in, we kind of you know got standing up. No, no, no. But it was like comfortably standing up. It, it wasn't like really, really packed. And between Ghost and Metallica, people started getting more pushy and more. It was becoming more uncomfortable. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Natty went out to the bathroom, and f- I I went out then to meet her to bring her back in, but we couldn't get back in because it was too crowded by then. So we just stood towards the back. Uh, still the back of the circle, so we're still like with a great view and great, you know, can see everything is perfect. Uh, so Metallica came out, played their stuff. Um, the thing with Metallica is the songs that I know and, and that I like, I th- I thought were excellent. They played a lot of songs that I didn't know, not a lot, but like let's say I don't know twenty five percent of it songs that I I wasn't that familiar with. And I I I'd say I'm less of a fan of the kind of tr- the trash metal. Uh, side of Metallica, I much prefer the like. Th- it's a band who can write these like great songs, like nothing else matters, uh, the Unforgiven, and even you know the catchier rock ones, Enter Sandman, and you know so on. And even you know uh, for whom the bell tho- uh, bell tolls a little bit more on the thrashy side, but it's like mm-hmm. melodic, still melodic and tolerably so. And then they play some songs and like, here we go. And then just like tuneless guitar solos over. I'm like, how is this the same band who played that, those great songs five minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing with Metallica is a lot of their songs are like eight minutes long. So although they only played 14 songs, some of the songs just go on and on and on. You kind of wish, all right, come on, play, play me the five minute version here. <laughs> Let's move on to yeah. the next thing or, or a medley or something. Yeah. Um, but the stuff they did was really well. The production was excellent as well. Uh, you know, Pyro's Fire. There was a little bit less of the Dublin, we love you Dublin, as there was when I saw them in 2008. They were very, um, 
you know, babyface, uh, yeah. cheap hop promo back then. A little bit of a, we love the Metallica family. And then at the end, close up of him playing was little Ireland pick and Ireland flags. And it, it kind of got there. There's a little bit, a little bit of, um, sick of fancy towards Ireland, but, uh, no, it was a very, very good concert. And, uh, good fun but like i said the travel uh just kind of killed us all <laughs> we, like I, I wouldn't really be up for doing it again um i much prefer going to a venue which is like 25 minutes away and that there's one support act and then the band play and then you go home <laughs> you know yeah um, yeah it uh, does kind of ruin it you know you come out you've enjoyed it but then you know it's, it's well, my legs hours. are fucking killing me today because i was standing for like eight hours yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a little bit too much um, for me and my old man legs. Um, and then the other thing that annoys me a lot about these uh, events is the people who get, like, unbearably drunk and are just, like, stumbling around, right? Yeah. Uh, so I had one of those knocking into me. Oh. And this, is, this wasn't when we were, like, at the front. This is when we were, like, yeah. towards the back where it's much more spaced out. Um. So this lad, and I'm gonna paint you a picture here, right? This this maybe will mean more to Irish listeners, but I'm sure you you'll get the references, Joe. Anyway, so imagine this this guy was probably I would say in his mid to late forties, somewhere in that range. Right. Um, proper culty, farmy, thick. Um, you know, probably from Offaly or Leash or one of those. <laughs> oh, not bloody counties. God, can't stand them. Yeah, teeth all up and down. Yeah, not a straight line of teeth at all. Um, uh, cowboy hat on. And is a, he a cowboy? And a GAA, he, a GAA is he, top. Is he an actual cowboy? I don't believe he was. Well, uh, big, big, G, big GAA top on him and a big red face. Right? What's, what's wasn't 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 a big guy. Probably I don't know, a little bit smaller than me. Uh, but stumble into me, and on one of the stumbles, he kicked kicked me really hard in the shin. So I'm what? Like, like with the, with his heel, he stumbled backwards, oh. and his heel, yeah, because he had big boots on. Heel kicked me in the shin. So I, I gave him a shove, not enough to like push him to the floor, but you know, kind of shove to be like, here, stop hitting into me. Shoving match. There we go. I gave him a shove in the like in the back. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And he turns around. He starts talking to me, and he goes, "Relax, lad. Relax." Like I'm trying to relax, I can't relax. I'm trying to watch the show. You keep fucking bumping into me, and he said, uh, "Well, you know, you're 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 at a concert. You're Metallica, you know." I say, "This isn't this is not. Just stop stop fucking bumping into me, please." And he said, "So I couldn't hear hear what he said." And I was just like, "Just stop fucking talking to me. Go watch the show. Leave me alone." And he says, uh, "God, what did he say? I don't know. I ended up calling him a cunt at one point, anyway." And. Uh, and then he disappeared. And then he bumped into some other lad, and the other lad was nearly going to fight him as well. So at least I wasn't alone in this case. But um, wow. like I, I'm all for this is going to sound very fucking, very fucking old man yells at cloud here. I'm all for go, you know, go to concert and have a good time. But why, are, why do people have to get like completely pissed drunk and then fall into people? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It wasn't quite uh, fight guff, but um, I don't know. I, I, I would have been very, very satisfied to have knocked this lad unconscious, to be fair. <laughs> mm. um, 
Would you have given him maybe like a Judas Elbow type move? Um, ooh, Stormbreaker. The <laughs> Shining Wizard. I probably have gone for. No, see, it has to be something within my <laughs> maybe a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> something within my athletic. Uh, fall over and hit about uh, Big Daddy Belly Bounce. <laughs> um, no, I was going for my my painted concert trick that I did do once. Um, the wait for them to stumble backwards and then trip them up. Oh yeah! But Natty was giving me a look like, "Don't don't you trip up that man?" Because I think she knew she knew that something was brewing and she didn't want me to get in trouble. So. Yeah. Um. Because I was sta- I sta- at one point I was standing in almost a power stance, just with my legs sticking out, to kind of make it look like an innocent accident, but it was very very preventative. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and the problem was the other lad he bumped into was like had hearing aids, so he bumped into this poor hearing impaired man, this little tiny man in front of us. And he started shouting him ten times worse than I was. Look, you fucking hit it to me one more time. Uh, I, I nearly would have gone over and said, lad, here, you and me, we'll take this fucker. Double team. Tag team. We go, we'll give him a 3D now. You be the Devon Dudley and I'll give. I'll do the, the cutter on him. Anyway, yeah, that kind of pissed. That was like right towards the end as well, so that got me in a bit of a bad mood. But uh, there were no more shenanigans after that. But if you are that culty cunt, uh, hope you're killed on the way home from the concert. Oh, uh, and there was a couple of them as well. There was a. Uh, Why is this noise? Okay, um, that was um, that was life cuff. Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed that, Paul. Have you um, you, you got any TV you want to talk about, or yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll kick off. No, you go uh, ahead. You go ahead. I'll go first. Um, just a couple of shows this week. So Black Mirror returned this week. Um, dropped a whole new bunch of episodes. Caught the first couple of those. Um, you've not watched, you've never watched Black Mirror, have you? No, I've talked about this in last week, yeah. the last week that given yeah. that I watched Twilight Zone and didn't think it was great, that maybe Black Mirror is the logical next step for me. I think you'll, yeah, you'll definitely find better episodes of Black Mirror. Not everyone, but better episodes. How many episodes are there of Black Mirror? Uh, I want to say about 40 If I had to guess. Uh, well, here uh, on the Wikipedia it has series one, three episodes. Series two, three episodes. Oh, yeah. And then season five, three episodes. That's nine. And then season three and four, six each, makes 15. And then a special, oh, wow. a special line of film. Yeah, 22. Yeah, oh, actually, nowhere near. I was forgetting the early seasons were only three episodes. So yeah. Pretty sure enough. So that's, that's very doable, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Does this include? I don't know if it includes it, like a series. Actually, series five. Well, anyway, yeah. So I watched the first couple of episodes. Um, one starring your man off the Avengers, um, the one who's like a hawk or an eagle or something. Oh, Anthony Mackie Jr. Falcon. Is that his name? Yeah, the Falcon Man. Yeah, he's in it. Um, that one's kind of interesting. It's about male relationships and this virtual reality game. It wasn't great, to be honest. So it's kind of interesting, but uh, I'm not really sure quite what it was getting at and what it wanted to land. But it was, was, I'd say, kind of thumbs in the middle. 
Uh, and then the second one starred your fella off of Sherlock and Fleabag, the Irish one. Um, oh, um, pro- probably called Andrew something. Andrew Scott. That's your man. Um, he's in that. He plays a like an Uber driver who kidnaps this guy. Quite a good episode. His performance is is really good. I think that's really the strength of the episode. But for me, when I watch Black Mirror, I want the strength of the episode to be like the concept. Yeah. You know, the same way as the Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's, it's all very, about yeah. tuning in for that kind of weird idea. And so obviously, you know, having great performances is good too, but I, I'm, I'd rather just watch a normal kind of drama show to get great performances. If I'm watching Black Mirror, I want like a fridge that goes evil or something, <laughs> you know, or someone who converts dreams into virtual reality and murders people, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Augmented reality serial killer. Um, so it was good, but a bit kind of, some of them are a bit tangential in how they relate back to sort of technology gone bad. Like it could just be a regular drama. It's, it, it, it's not necessarily sticking that closely to the theme, but it's still quite a good episode. But yeah, I wouldn't say either have kind of blown me away as, as if as yet, but I'll uh, play on with that. Well, I'll, um, get, I'll get the okay from Natty. Do you, we watch Black Mirror at some point? Add that to the list of TV shows that we start and never finish. Okay. And the, is, that, um, is that on Netflix? Black Mirror? Do you know? It's, it's yeah, all on up on Netflix. Okay, I think they've got every episode plus okay, the, the interactive. We still need to finish Haunting of the Hill House. Oh, remember that? And then Stranger Things season two. We never watched. That. Oh, that was that shit. That was shite. And Westworld. Anyway. Oh, uh, other thing we watched was Chernobyl. Mm, um, I've heard very good things about it. Heard, yes, heard rave reviews and all, all warranted because it was really, really good. So there's only it's five episodes, five one-hour episodes, which is quite refreshing in this day and age where everything has to be like 13 episode, one-hour episodes, even if it's an incredibly flimsy sort of Netflix series. So... Um, yeah, it's like a proper miniseries. So it's all about the Chernobyl disaster in the late 80s in the Soviet Union, um, which I'm sure everyone's kind of heard of to some degree. Mm. But I actually kind of knew very little about it um, other than that there was some kind of nuclear disaster and the place was kind of uninhabitable and sealed off and still is, basically. That's that's all I really knew. Never kind of read into it much more than that. So this is a really kind of fascinating look at how it actually unfolded how that related to kind of uh, incompetence and, and lies by the state and cover-ups and this kind of thing. Um, quite relevant, I think, um, as it's looking at this kind of totalitarian Soviet Union state and, you know, what can happen if there's not transparency and truth in, in a kind of democracy. You know, things like this happen. Right. Um, so I kind of looked at the this as a sort of, you know, scientific kind of natural disaster almost, but also really looking at the politics behind it. So really fascinating in that regard and lots of just really great performances and a very kind of, you know, sort of forensic detail in terms of how it explained, you know, what happened. So a big, big thumbs up. Uh, We watched all five episodes in a row (laughs) as if it were a five hour movie. basically. So um, yeah, really, really good. Definitely recommend that. I like that list as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that'll be sweeping the old awards um, uh, come Emmy's time. 
especially up against Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, but Joe, Game of Thrones had a, a blonde-haired woman fly a CGI dragon around. So. Ooh, yeah, and the bit where she stands up and then the wings and that. Yeah. And that t- oh, so, to be fair, I thought that was a really nice shot. But I think I people read into it as like some real deep... It's like, no, it just a good visual little idea. It wasn't like yeah, really any deeper than that. It's, it's a stupid person's idea of symbolism. <laughs> like, oh, did you notice that? Oh, that's like symbolic. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Symbolics. Symbolics. Um, what have you watched? Uh, well, as true to my word, I started watching season three of True Detective. Okay. With my boy Mahershala Ali. Um, Any good? Uh, I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I did watch the first two seasons. I think, as did you. Am I right in saying that? Uh, yeah. First two. Uh, first one obviously held to a very high regard and deservedly so. I thought it was really excellent. Second one, I didn't hate the second one, but it's definitely it's definitely kind of boring and nowhere near as memorable in any real sense what i remember about it was it was it was more kind of straightforwardly about um the characters in their time and was it it was just kind of a a more generic murder plot with diamonds and uh, a bird mask and stuff like i don't know it just didn't have that same hook that the first one did to me um Whereas season three feels so far a lot closer to season one. Uh, feels very different from season two. Uh, for one, it, it does take place again across different uh, timelines. Right. So framework is quite similar to the first one. Obviously, the plot's a little bit different. It's to do with the, the disappearance of these two children. And what I like particularly about it is that Whereas in season one, the the plot of the crime was a lot more kept to the the past, let's say, uh, yeah. and and then the the current day stuff was more to do with the um, characters and and their how the how they are in modern day. Uh, this one, the the kind of. Uh, the plot, let's say, in terms of specifically the crime, kind of also crosses over the time uh, skips. So there are revelations about the crime in, like, let's say it's split between 1980 and 1990. Yeah. So you have stuff coming out in 1990 as they're revisiting this crime from 1980. And so stuff is revealed later, and you're watching then the characters in 1980 who don't yet have this information and kind of trying to figure their way through it. And there's, you know, characters who are kind of ambiguously, are they are they good? Are they bad? Um, and I'm a sucker for a, a good old whodunit anyway, so I'm kind of in on that level. But um, I think I think it certainly is working better than, than season two did. I think season two, um, first of all, I think it was, it was miscast. Um, specifically... <laughs> Uh, no, I was going to say specifically Colin oh. Farrell, who does that thing. Oh, yeah. When Colin Farrell gets a big role, uh, he does this thing where he just <laughs> mumbles all his lines. Um, and I think he was particularly bad for that in, you know, 
talk, just talk, start talking like this. You can't understand any words, Shane. Um, Vince Vaughn, uh, I, th- I thought Vince Vaughn was all right in it, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's you go from you know your your McConaughey and your uh, Harrelson, who were both excellent in season one, then yep. you, to Farrell and uh, and Vaughn, it's a big step down. I think Mahershala Ali in season three so far is is as good as uh, McConaughey and Harrelson were in season one. Oh, okay. Like, I think he's one of the best actors on the go at the moment. He's, he's really, yeah. really great in it. Uh, and his partner then is uh, Stephen Dorff, who I quite like. Um, yeah, he's good. He's he was good. in uh, Somewhere, which was uh, Sofia Coppola, I think she made in like 2011 mm. or something. He's quite good in that as well. He's, he's good in this. Um, it's got quite a good, quite a good cast. Uh, it's got those two as well as Scoot McNary, who's like a, a well-regarded TV uh, actor, and uh, Carmen Iogo, who is yeah. uh, she'd been in the Fantastic Beast films and was in Alien okay. Covenant. It comes at night, uh, and she was in Selma, which is quite good as well. She's good in it too. Um, so. I think the cast is, is 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 really good, and to what you were saying about um, uh, Black Mirror, is yeah. that this is a show that I watch specifically, you know, to enjoy the performances. The thing that attracted me to watch <laughs> True Detective season three wasn't how good season one was back in the day. It's specifically, okay, I've I've really enjoyed Mahershala Ali now in yeah. three or four films, and he's in True Detective. I'm going to watch it, and yeah. uh, like. Even even half an hour into the first episode, I was like, "Yeah, this was this was a good choice because he is great." Mm. Um, so I'm three episodes in, nearly halfway through the season. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm like so far the the little hints they're dropping and stuff. You know, it's it it nothing yet has kind of felt like dumbed down or or let down. Yeah. I, I'm fully opening myself up to the possibility that in the end it kind of won't won't hold up but um i'm surprised because i'm enjoying it so much and yet i don't remember hearing a lot of buzz about it when it came out no um, i think it got derailed by season two and it's, it's a, a real shame because it's really good it's yeah. really good yeah i'm really enjoying it um so once i watch the entire series i can give my definitive <laughs> recommendation on it but uh yeah I, I'm I'm surprised because I I kind of because of the lack of buzz, I guess I kind of figured that it was going to be a little less good, albeit with a good uh, Mahershala Ali mm. performance at the center of it. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a go. But um, no, plot wise, it's really holding my attention, and uh, I I like the the way the story is told. And one thing I haven't touched on yet is that whereas season one was told across two timelines. Uh, this is actually told across three timelines. Mm. So you have um, the investigation of the crime in 1980, the revisiting of the crime in 1990, and then he's being like interviewed as this kind of much older retired policeman about it in 2015. So you have like <laughs> across 35 years, and Mahershala Ali plays like, which is, yeah. which is good because he's got a good face for it. He plays like a much younger policeman and a much older man as well. Like he has, they have the white wig on him and everything. But it's like uh, looks fine. It doesn't look cheap or, or corny or anything. It's, it it works really well. 
Um, and then he's got kind of like, um, he's losing his memory as he gets older and he's kind of trying to piece together his bits and bobs in his head. Ah, it's, it's, it's really, really good. Anyway. Sounds good. Sounds great. Yeah. That's after three episodes. <laughs> you. So that's all uh, take. Nice. Nice bit of TV guff there. Um, any video games you want to cover? Yeah, well, I mean, E3 is this week. What's that? E3 is the Electronic uh, Expo. I don't remember what the other E stands for. The, hang on, what does E3 mean? The Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's like the biggest uh, convergence of video game press conferences and announcements and this and that mm, sounds so, good yeah well <laughs> just uh just drop a massive carpet bomb on that arena <laughs> destroy all the gamers in one go sounds good well let me fill you in on yesterday's I'll e3 fill them in yeah Ooh. um so the e3 or ea i should say electronic arts they had their presentation yesterday and instead of doing a press conference they did a three-hour live stream uh only one of the games they showed looked any way interesting, which was Star Wars. Uh, what's it called? Jedi. Jedi Order. Jedi. <laughs> uh, Jedi Conquest. Je- Jedi. Is it called Jedi Fallen Order? It is. Okay. Um, which looked yeah, fine, I guess. It looked like a really straightforward third person action game there was really nothing in it that kind of wowed me or really grabbed my attention uh but if you were looking for other stuff they also talked about the inane changes they're making to fifa again this year uh madden the sims uh and other games i don't give a shite about so they they had a three hour uh stream i watched about 20 minutes of it and then said that that's me that's enough for me. Oh, sounds intolerable. Uh, absolutely, it was uh, it was worse than intolerable. I think um, Microsoft are just kicking off now, so I'm going to watch the Microsoft one after we finish okay. up here, probably. Even though I don't own an Xbox, uh, we're looking forward to the Nintendo one. Nintendo's ones are always fun and short, so we're looking forward to that on Tuesday. Um, but more importantly than that, I've been playing more Hitman. Brit Hitman. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> there should be a Bret Hart like costume in it or disguise. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So since we last spoke about Hitman, I finished two more levels uh, with hundred percent completions. Um. So I'm on the last level of the game now. Um. Yeah. So very fun was that that one with the hotel turned out to be really really fun if a little bit too easy i think it was the easiest level i've played so far um this was the one where i was saying with the the indie rock star and you kind of go up and you know kill him in there there was an interesting uh kill in it where you you have these two targets right you have the the indie rock star and and his lawyer who got him out of his murder right right yeah and you can range in such a way that like the indie rock star doesn't know that the lawyer is there but you can range in such a way that they like meet and mm-hmm. they they go up to one of the like um, suites, and the the musician who had killed his girlfriend, remember, uh, pushes the lawyer out a window. So you, one of your targets gets killed without you doing anything, and then you just simply creep up behind and push him out the window. Um, so 
nice nice inventive little stuff in there um <laughs> so as i said completed that level got all the trophies and 20 out of 20 uh mastery of the level and i've done the same now for colorado which was uh kind of a, a harder level to get into mm. literally and figuratively um because it's like this mili- it's not a military base but it's like this compound where you you uh have to be in a disguise or every person will see you and, and will try and kill you right. whereas bangkok you're just there on holidays you're at the hotel you can kind of do a bit of recon just walk around the level figure out where you can go where you can't go Colorado, you really can't. You just have to straight away, you know, knock someone out and steal their disguise. And so I spent the first like half hour just repeatedly trying to get a disguise, but I'd, I'd always get noticed. Because um, there's like, there's a little like uh, power generator you can turn off and someone will come around and go, huh? And then you grab them and you take their disguise, right? Mm. But if you don't let them turn the generator back on, one of their friends will come around because they'll, they'll know their friend's gone. Uh, and the generator never came back on so they'll go investigate and then you get caught there. oh fuck I've started again and then there's just this one guy on the side who's just walking back and forth so you have to also time your attack in line with him not being out oh so the amount of I, I probably, it probably took me about 10 attempts before I was able to get a disguise and start the fucking level mm. once I did it was very fun um, yeah. if again a little bit easy. I don't know. I feel like the the last two levels have a little bit easier. Like the, like the Marrakesh one was a lot felt a lot bigger to me and a lot um not harder but definitely more challenging in the sense that there was more variety to the things you could do. The Bangkok hotel level was a little bit small and as I said a little right. bit easy and the Colorado level once once you're in again everything was kind of together and it was very straightforward i don't know whether i'm just getting better at the game or what but um yeah as i said i'm on the last level now and then i have one or two little dlc things that i want to like there's little bonus um missions that i'll do and finish those out and then i'm finally done with hitman 2016 i definitely i would say at this point i'm probably 100 hours into the game um definitely worth my worth the money and then i have hitman 2 Ready to go. So I'm just going to pick up straight from Hitman into Hitman 2. And that's all the games I've been playing this week. Nice, nice. Um, I think we... So you haven't seen any movies this week, have you? No, unbelievably, I've not watched any movies. I, I um, As I said, I just was watching True Detective. And I was going to watch a movie. I'm going to be very honest here and admit what I did. And... Uh, but you don't worry, listeners, because you know I I was beating at my own game here. Uh, I was going to watch that new Aladdin. Oh, uh, because there is a very very bold website that I found that would allow you to stream. Admittedly, one of those versions where the lad sitting in the cinema with a with a video camera, but it looked alright. It was fine. Uh, but what happened is like fucking. 20 minutes at the start of the movie are just missing. So it it goes from Arabian Nights Arabian Nights straight to like Jasmine is already in the town. So it skipped like the whole one jump ahead section and the whole I want to go outside the castle and marry whoever I want. So that was all gone. So I was like alright, if this is missing 20 minutes of it, I'm not watching it. So I just didn't. 
Uh, so no movie, unfortunately, this week. Just uh, watch the first 20 minutes of the original. And then watch uh, that. Did that already, buddy. In fact, mm. uh, just watch the original. <laughs> just, just watch the entire it. original and then don't watch the new one. Good, good, um, good idea. Yeah, I was, just, I was just curious, you know. So what I did do anyway was sure. I, I just had a little skip through it and watched the, the songs with Will Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's my takeaway of it. It's not bad. It's not good. I definitely think, um, as we discussed, I think on this podcast, the uh, the animation uh, or the traditional animation style definitely allows you a lot more freedom to make a film feel magical. And mm. this one really doesn't. The Prince Ali. Um, scene in particular is so flat yeah uh they they just walk up the street there's no real magic or real cutaways or mm-hmm. they don't come into the palace and fly around on a carpet right now just just walk down the road is it yeah i know well that's the movie gov so all that left all that's left to discuss is a bit of rustling Oh my god, what a week of wrestling it has been. Yeah, that's it. What's happened? Uh, well, all the stuff that you've written on the old wrestling guff on our. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't give it away. I, well, I've pretty much seen all of it. So I've watched a lot of it. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, why did I suddenly find myself watching that Saudi Arabia show? I don't know. I guess because of the convenience that it was just on in the middle of the day and I had nothing yeah. to do because I was sick. Yeah. Um, I think it was, when was it? Saturday or Friday? It was Friday. Yeah, Friday at like 6 UK time. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was that. Um, we don't you know, review the whole thing, are we? Uh, definitely not. I, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. You saw the highlights. Uh, I'll tell you what. No, I, 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 no, I watched it as it happened. Um, I watched it from the end of the Orton Triple H match on. Uh, so I caught the end of Orton Triple H. Um, apparently, I missed the like uh, painfully boring twenty first twenty minutes of it because I thought the last <laughs> the last five minutes were fine. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't too bad. That's the only part of the Triple H match you need to watch, really. Yeah. Um, no, the last five minutes were were quite fun. Um, okay. Orton got the Orton got the win somewhat surprisingly in Saudi Arabia with uh, a second RKO out of nowhere. Mm. Um, Triple H is so old now; uh, he can't really he can't really do the pedigree anymore because his his old knees can't mm. take the impact as they once did. So he he does the pedigree very weirdly these days if you, if you get a chance to, to find the clip of him doing it here he jumps so far backwards he nearly lands as if he's taken an RKO he nearly lands like flat off it it's, it's very strange yeah. looking um, he needs to start using uh, I don't know a suplex as a finish or something because the, the pedigree <laughs> which was once a really cool looking finish maybe a spinning elbow ooh he can call it the the Levesque effect Jer- well, Jericho's a bit of a Judas himself. The, 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 the creates the creator elbow. Uh, so that's actually all right. Um, we then had Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, in what was actually a really good match. I I really really enjoyed it. 
you know, when when you want a, a, a match with two big horses, you want them like slamming into each other like wrecking balls. And there was lots of that here. I like that you said horses instead of horses. Well, it's supposed to be saying about yeah, actual horses. I, I, I meant horses, houses. Um, yeah, it was it was very good because they 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 did all the big man spots, but they also worked at quite a quick pace. Um, so they didn't get bogged down in you know the usual big man spots of like fucking bear hugs and shit. They they did like running around the ring and shoulder blocking each other on the outside like like big hosses that was good very very good um we then had kofi kingston dolph ziggler for the WWE title so i spaced out and paid no attention to it um uh a weird finish though where uh xavier woods interfered and cost ziggler the win which is leading to a fair enough a steel cage match at the next pay-per-view but uh I, n- I never get these finishes where the 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 two baby faces overcome the valiant heel. Mm. You know? Um strange. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we then had the fifty man battle royal, which was <sighs> won by Mansoor from Saudi Arabia. Oh, he's from Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um just, you know, to really let yeah. Lay it on thick enough with all the propaganda and shit they they've done these last few shows. Oh, by the way, um, the Triple H Orton match, uh, the fans were going mad for the end of it and chanting, "This is awesome!" And the one thing I was thinking was, um, how Triple H, Triple H must love these Saudi shows because you don't get those fucking smarks they get at WrestleMania who boo boo him and he can he, he, he can do his boring match. And the That's because they're not allowed the internet in Saudi Arabia. The Saudi marks will eat it up. They haven't. They haven't been on RSPW forum message boards yet. No, they've still got all that to come. Um, they, they probably still get the Observer printed out. Because we melt, so it sends it. Posted to it. them. Um, yeah, the battle royal was uh, pretty pretty bad as battle royals tend to be, and there weren't really any surprise like entrance or anything like you remember they did the greatest royal rumble yeah we had didn't you have people like adam cole or someone like they they had still some surprises in it yeah um here nobody um i don't know whether i'm mixing up adam cole being the actual royal rumble or the great one but i know that i know they had a few like little nxt boys in it um mansoor though Uh, I don't, I don't get the Mansoor thing. So he, he has been on NXT a few times, and he, he I believe, mm. he's on NXT UK sometimes as well. But uh, he, he looks like the biggest geek in the world. I'll leave it at that. Um, and then you had the main event of the evening: Undertaker, Goldberg, um, ooh. I, can, we, can we give our uh, worst match of the year award now? <laughs> if you in want June? to. I'd be, st- I'd be stunned if anything was worse than this all year. Um, now, to give the benefit of the doubt, and I'll, I'll always give the benefit of the doubt, maybe unfairly, to uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 in that like streak-breaking match where he got knocked senseless a minute mm. in and couldn't wrestle a match. Um... 
But uh, looked like the same thing happened to Goldberg here because he he hit his head on the door during his entrance. Then he hit his head on the post and was bleeding all over the place. Uh, couldn't let that Dustin Rhodes take the fucking attention. And then Undertaker hit him with the sloppiest tombstone of all time and almost killed the fucker. Oh, God. And, uh, and from that point on, the match went to complete shit. Um, Goldberg hit the worst-looking jackhammer in history. Uh, yeah, he didn't get him up, did he? Like, dropped him, dropped him on his head? He ba- yeah, it was ba- essentially a brain buster. Uh, and then they're, they're going to do the spot where... You know, Goldberg would go for the tombstone and Undertaker would reverse it into his tombstone. Uh, they just fell down. And then Undertaker hit him with a choke slam for the win. The finish was a choke slam. And not only that, but tell you what, Mr. One, one Mr. Terry Balea must be down on his knees every night saying little prayer because he no longer has taken the worst choke slam ever. That distinction now belongs to Goldberg, who got about a foot off the floor. Christ. Um, so I remember my initial reaction at the time, just like shocked at how bad this was. But as 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 you said, it's apparently come out that Goldberg himself has said that he he was basically knocked unconscious and was wasn't able to have the match. Um, uh, hmm. Oh my god! Have you seen any of this yourself? I saw I saw Goldberg getting tombstone on his bumps. That was really bad that was nearly steve austin Owen Hart. bad he's very lucky that he didn't the thing is undertaker's knees had already hit the mat before goldberg's head hit the mat so to me it's not like when someone tombstone someone and kind of drops them before they their knees hit the mat I think no, that's he dropped him after <laughs> yeah so it means he's you know he's, of course it's still bad being dropped on your head but it's not like it was from a foot you know it's from a few inches which is I don't know because you still have the downward momentum he's still going down Undertaker's knees hit but then Goldberg's kind of body continued falling yeah on his head (laughs) and uh, I don't know yeah I saw the the choke slam it was oh the choke slam was extremely bad I couldn't believe that they they went with that as the finish but then obviously with the in in retrospect um Undertaker probably was thinking, I can't get this fucker up for a tombstone again. Let's just do the choke slam, brother. We finish it off that way. Um, a very, very weird match to end. A very, very weird show. Um, for all intents and purposes, this show uh, sucked. And uh, that main event was, uh, was something. And I, I did not expect something to, uh, to better the... Um, Undertaker and Triple H Irish whipping themselves into the uh, mm. ring barrier at the last one, but uh, I think this one this one probably has that beating for just sure ineptitude. Oof. So I'm just watching gifs of it now. It's of the, the tombstone. tombstone. Oh fuck, it's horrible. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and the choke the choke slam is really worse than Hogan because at least Hogan kind of like gets his back flat. Like he kind of is at least horizontal, whereas Goldberg's sort of just diagonal. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really bad. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Also, also I noticed uh, 
Shane McMahon beat Roman Reigns on this show. So I believe. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that match myself, so I can't really right. comment on it. But uh, due to interference, but still interference by McIntyre. Yeah. Why? 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 Why is Shane McMahon all over these shows? Why is he on every big show? He's like the fucking ever present. I don't know. Wasn't the thing always that Shane would wrestle like once or twice a year? Yeah. And do his big like stunt show. He's wrestling. He's probably wrestled more matches this year than in his entire career. And he's beaten Rowan Reigns and The Miz twice. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a hot winning streak. They're going to put the belt on him, probably. Um. I hate to be the one to use the old imagine in the Attitude Era what they would have done analogy, but like I don't know, Jerry Briscoe suddenly, you know, beating uh, you know, Ken Shamrock and then Steve Austin hmm? on yeah. three consecutive pay-per-views so sort of and I, I love with the Goldberg Undertaker thing um, the old uh Hulk Hogan and uh, Nacho Man. Yeah. How fucking old are they, brother? And now you have like this this painful main event. W- worse than anything WCW ever put on with the oldies. I guarantee. Oh, far, far, far worse. And it's with the, the people who were old then. To be fair, Hogan never fucking killed Roddy Piper in one of their matches. Mm. you know mm. they did their little old man match but whatever here was fucking <sighs> we nearly had a dead man well, that's the thing and, you know when you had like Flair and Foley wrestling in TNA they were they were doing stuff you could do at that age you know it wasn't it wasn't big impact moves well that's the thing I wonder how much longer can you let Undertaker do like the tombstone he, sh- he shouldn't be doing or, it now. Or Goldberg to be doing the jackhammer. Like, they are old. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... It's like, I old. think, you know, he's he's had the trust for so long because he was, you know, Untaker has a reputation for being a, quite a safe worker. But um, <laughs> saying that like a true uh, insider, true uh, professional wrestling <laughs> brother there. But like, but he is old now. And you kind of have to, you know... You, you, eventually you take the car keys off off the grandparents you know <laughs> you say maybe you shouldn't be out on the highway anymore um, same with Goldberg with the jackhammer I don't know obviously the, the injury suffered during the match impacted it but like Goldberg is in his 50s now and Undertaker's quite a big man so I don't know that's all I'm saying um, um. So that was that was WWE. I don't think anything else notable. Well, the women's match didn't happen. Oh well, yeah. Obviously, not, not a surprise really. Ooh. They probably just leaked that to make themselves look good, knowing it would never happen. Yeah, very, very possible. Um, the other big news this week was all around New Japan. Yes. Um, have you seen any of the two kind of big shows this? I watched the Moxley Juice match. Cool, cool. Yeah, so best of the Super Juniors final, um, which, as you said, featured 
John Moxley versus Juice Robinson for the new IWGP United States title. Yeah, it was the main event <coughs> of the Best of Super Junior show. Yeah, in Mo- uh, Moxley's debut. What do you, what do you think of that match? I thought it was great. Yes, me also. <laughs> I I didn't know what to expect because I you know Ambrose Probably his best match like <sighs> certainly, apart from certainly apart from some of the tag matches some of the shield true. like TLC matches or whatever um there's a singles match yeah very possibly up there um i don't know i expected less um just specifically based on his his dean ambrose work and kind of realistically what he could put forward um but he and juice yeah they had a really really good match um, I don't know. I wonder if that style is going to work long term, or whether it was kind of the just the initial, you know, seeing something new for the first time. Um, yeah, I thought Juice Juice uh, Robinson is great as well. I've seen, I've had to look to see him live in OTT, so that and I, I kind of know what he can do. He's had great matches over here in Ireland, and. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a kind of a showcase match for uh, for Moxley. Uh, Juice obviously was was bleeding and sold quite a lot. Um, what do you make of the the new finish, the super double arm DDT? Um, I don't remember it to be honest. Well, the finish of the match was he did his normal. I can't quite remember the. He did his normal dirty deeds. Juice kicked out, and so he picked him up and gave him like a. Impact DDT version with the arms hooked. Wow. Didn't make much of an impression on me. Mm. Even I don't remember. Well, I mean, to be fair, the, the double underhook DDT he does, the normal one, is a kind of a shit finish. Don't you think? I think so. I don't think it looks... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not big... Yeah. The DDT is a tough finish. Unless you're Jake the Snake Roberts. Or unless you have a version of it that particularly looks cool or good. Um, Dirty Deeds never kind of worked for me on that level. Yeah. So I just watched it back and it, uh, to be honest, unless someone pointed out that that was different from the Dirty Deeds, I probably wouldn't have. Oh, you wouldn't have known? I'd have just thought, oh, he's lifted him up a bit. Well, that's why, yeah. (laughs) That's why I know. I know that's the point, but like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always liked um, Gangrel's implant DDT. Yeah. And I've, you know, what other DDTs are good? Um, who else has got a DDT finish? I'm sure there's one right. or two more. I mean, some of them are, are really awful, to be fair. Like, you have obviously Dirty Deeds. I never liked um, Mickey James. Fucking jump DDT that she used to do. Yeah. Um. Who else has got a good one? Uh, that's it. That, that's them all. No one else does one. Um. I like. Oh, I like. Um. Although it's not a finish per se. I like. Uh, Velveteen Dreams. Mm. DDT and I like Andrade's Hammerlock DDT. Velveteen Dream. Um, did you get a chance to watch the Super Juniors final? I did. 
Will Ospreay and Shingo. How was that? Yeah, very good. Very, very good. <clears throat> I think um, I, I'm not always a bit fan of the, the sort of New Japan style. Sure. Um, I've often watched Wrestle Kingdom, and I, I think it's kind of good, but it's not really my sort of thing. Um, but this was good. You know, Osprey, they do a lot of that sort of high-flying offense because it's the juniors as well, so it's it's, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, good good match. I still need to check that out. Um, Give it a watch. There was a, a funny bit. Um, I need to find it here. A tweet from um, Mo Chatra, who... Right. Uh, used to write a course for um, Power Slam. Yes, I, I quite like his writing. But uh, one of his tweets here, I just, I just kind of had to laugh. Um, talking about the final here, uh, specifically about Osprey, he said he uh, he has been performing to an incredible level for someone so young for a number of years. But in 2019, his work has gone to another level entirely. His match from Wednesday with Chingo was beyond description, and. Like Dave Meltzer, I have to give it five and three quarter stars. Um, that isn't how star ratings work, and you are making a fool of yourself, Mo, uh, as Dave Meltzer does with his inane uh, star ratings. Not to, not to take it back to the old um, star rating discussion, because God knows we talk about that enough, but uh, for someone who's, you know, is quite a serious writer to go, you know what? I too would give that five and three quarter stars <laughs> is is quite a, a silly take for a serious person to make, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't think of any other films or music or anything where there is someone who just out of no real sense... Uh, breaks the five star scale continuously. Like it's one thing for Meltzer to do it, but for those going, I too do that. You know? I know because it's it's become a little bit of a gimmick, and and he applies this logic to it, which is, uh, you know, it wasn't quite as good as this, you know, a six star match that I've seen. So therefore, I'm going to go with five and three quarters. But then, why would you say, oh, I'm going to give it that same score? Has he rated as Mochatra rated a match six stars? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I can't answer that, but it does seem strange. It seems strange, but it's, you know, it's the star ratings as a system wasn't invented by Dave Meltzer anyway. Mm. It's been used since time immemorial when rating, as I said, music. Just, yeah, anything. I'd love to see, I don't know, uh, you know a, a Kerr mode review where he's like, lads, this film was so fucking good. I'm sorry. I have to go five and a half. Yeah. Uh, or I, 11 11 11 out of 10 11 and a half yeah um so I don't know uh but Matt anyway here's here's how myself and Joe are gonna really show Meltzer the Meltzers of the world and the Mo Chatters of the world how you do it so Joe uh yeah. ma- match good was it um yeah, yeah. alright there you go. Uh, and then the other New Japan news was obviously uh, our boy Hideo Itami, formerly Hideo. and currently known as Kenta. You've got to say it loud. Well, come on, there are people in the house now. Kenta! Kenta! Um, 
Yeah, he's shown up in New Japan. New Japan Purezu. So finally, the people who, you know, inadvertently referred to him as a, a New Japan guy when he was in NXT, uh, he is one now. Yeah. Because he obviously yeah. was wrestling in Noah before. At least that's what he was best known as. Yeah. Um. Uh, so that's the thing. I don't know yeah, if his um, I don't know that his star is as big as it once was anymore, and whether that is truly as newsworthy. Unless unless New Japan decide to really kind of run with him, I I think he'll be re- rehabilitated to a degree. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of fresh matchups that he's not had, so you know, you could see him with Naito, Okada, um, Ibushi, Yorospray, Sabre, those sort of lads. Mm. Um, yeah, I think he could. I think he'll he'll, he'll rebuild. It'll probably be bigger than he even than he was before. That's my prediction. Well, he certainly physically is. Have you seen his tummy lately? Phys- oh, hello. Hello, cute Tommy alert. Maybe he could maybe he could bring the big daddy belly bump mm. to New Japan as his finisher. Yeah, and he, you know, I don't know, Vince can have a word maybe Undertaker if he wants to adopt that as a new finish as well. Keep it safe, you know. Yeah, yeah. Belly bounce. Um, what do you make of John Cena being officially named as part of the cast of Fast and Furious 9? And also that allegedly Dwayne The Rock Johnson will not be in the film. Um, number one, don't care. Number two, don't care. Oh, those films are fun, lad. Apart from the last one, which was shite. Well, if even if they were fun, that's over now. So, <laughs> not worried. Well, they're t- they're doing two different strands of it now. It looks like like Vin Diesel and The Rock. It's like NWO Wolfpack and NWO <laughs> Black and White. I-, I won't tell you which one the Wolfpack is. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it'd be funny if they, because obviously Hobbs and Shaw is is kind of being promoted as you know Fast and Furious presents. But I wonder if they kind of down the road rebrand it to something else and try and kind of bury the Fast and Furious name and move forward with that as the as the franchise. Yeah. It's weird because you have like yeah two, not necessarily. Um, competing franchises because it's all under the same house after all but it's weird that how, how it's kind of happened um because honestly i don't know how much interest i have in fast and furious without the rock hmm. because the the three best fast and furious films uh five six and seven don't you dare at me um are all with the rock and yeah, though I, Fast I and Furious it. one, one and two have that kind of very early two thousands, you know, um, feel and charm to them. I don't think they're particularly good films. Tokyo Drift, which people hold in very high regard, I don't get. I think it's not that good. And Fast Four is really really dull, and then Furious Eight is is trash. Um, five, six, and seven are the only good ones, really. So I'm interested to see where they go, what what direction they take it, because like even the eighth one, the the most recent one was very rock and Jason Statham heavy. 
So I'll be interested in what direction they kind of go and whether it'll be a little bit more back to its roots or even crazier than the last one. Cars in space. Um, what else? What other little bits and bobs? So obviously, uh, TJP gone back to Impact. Remember him? He nope. won. He won that tournament that one time. Nope. Um, and what else? Um. Oh, you had the women's tryouts. All the Irish women had tryouts at the uh, NXT UK Performance Center. So well done to them. Martina, well, Valkyrie. Well, well done if they get picked. Raven Creed. Well, you, you done fucked up. Never mind. Well, well, well done, even to the uh, level of getting their name uh, out there and seen to do it. Oh, well done to them. I say well done. Uh, anyone can have a tryout. I can have a tryout. Well, well yeah. where's your photos on WWE.com, buddy? They're on there. Oh, they're hidden. Google to the back. it. To the back. I perform under the name of uh, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> So, and you've got a hell of a jackhammer, brother. Shave, shave me head. No. Um, so I think that's more or less everything. The, the news. That's all the news. I think show. Yeah. Um. Well, thanks for joining us once again. Yeah. It's been a, a fun little show. Uh, not as wacky as last week. We took it very seriously this week. Yeah, we don't have any. All the sponsors pulled out this week. That's why we don't have any. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't like what we did last week so if your erection is dysfunctional i'm sorry i can't really help you i don't know uh, just like try and pull on it until it goes hard i don't know should get get a chopped stick and some sellotape <laughs> like a splint yeah yeah cock splint that's our new sponsor cocksplint.com use uh voucher code cocksplint uh 19. Well, that's useful because you can use it as a marital aid, but also in case you get a, a an injury to the penis. A penile injurious. Let's say that somebody, whilst you had an erection, somebody tried to karate chop it so hard to give you a heart attack. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe you had you know, some kind of fracture of the penis. Then you can go to uh, cocksplint.com and use the promo code ah, my cock! <laughs> and uh, you get 5% off your first oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no we don't have any sponsors listeners I'm sorry that was all jokes last year the sausages yeah. and all that no yeah. it's it's fake brothers it's all a ruse it was. It was good fun, mind. Um, but I'll tell you what's not a ruse. Chairshotpodcast.com That is a real website. It is. It's a website what I made. Has all our episodes on it from 4.36 all the way back to like 200 and something, I think. I, we don't have all the episodes on it. Don't worry about it. To be that. honest, the first couple of hundred were shit. So. Uh, definitely the Chris Blake era. You can skip. And that entire year or year and a half where Barry sounded like a little chipmunk in a can. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, all the episodes that are up there all are good. Trust me. <laughs> I saw that there's a link in the nav to forum. And yeah. I thought, fucking hell, there's a chair shot forum. 
I mean, it should be posting on there. Yeah, it's our little farm. It's, 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 the, it's, the, yeah. it's our little farm. Don't worry about it. It's our farm. Yeah, sign up to that. Yeah, farm. We'll, we'll, we'll say hello to you. Talk about it. It's also the store. If you do want to buy. The store, do we have still one item up on it? We've we still do. got P- PPV cards against humanity on there. Yeah. We did have Prime Michaels. Uh, WWE pulled that down. Sorry. Oh, I'll, I'll come up with some more stuff for that. Lovely. We'll launch a new, whole new thing. Yeah. A whole new store. Don't you dare close your wallet. wallet. Oh! Hey! Hello. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, for me, don't forget to check out the Twitter account, Cheshire, at Cheshire Pod, at Paul Griffin CSP, and at the Barry Lad Tweets, or whatever it is nowadays. Uh, the um, Barry Lad. Just the Barry Lad. Yeah, barrytraphouse.com. Uh, something like that. Um, yeah, so for me and my uh, broadcast colleague, Paul Griffin, it's uh, goodbye. Have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Oh, also, before we go, um, Ghost at the Metallica concert played Miasma, which is the outro song we've been using for like the last year on this very podcast. So I don't know if anybody who listens to the show was at the concert. They probably thought themselves, I know this fucking song. That's the bit with the Paul and the Joe song. And Barry. Anyway, goodbye. Bye.